Welcome to the Life Giver Marriage Podcast, a place for honest conversation and hope for your military or first responder marriage. This is your host, Corey Weathers, and I'm honored to share this journey with you. Hi, this is Dr. John Townsend, and you're listening to Life Giver. Hi, this is Taya Kyle, and you're listening to Life Giver. Hey, this is Alex Holroyd with Young Life, and you're listening to Life Giver. Welcome to another episode of the Life Giver Podcast. This is Corey, and if you are joining us for the very first time, welcome to the podcast. Hopefully you are listening from the Life Giver app that is completely free. It's just a place where you can be listening to this episode. Um, But if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or something like that, you're only listening to the audio. And if everything goes well production-wise after today, after I record this, um, it should be video as well, and video you can only see from the app. And so if you're one of those people that likes to see the people that you're listening to, that is within the app. So I hope you will download that. That is for free. Um, But today we are continuing the series on strengths. And I have with me again, Miss Katie Christie with Activate Your Talent. I am so excited. Katie is a military spouse and she is also trained to do the Gallup Strength Finder Assessment. And she's trained as a coach where she coaches a lot of people, individuals, businesses, organizations, teams, all of that. And um, she's kind of like my strength sister, if I can call it that. My strength military spouse. I know, right? I just made it up just now. Um, (laughs) Surprise. I have wit every now and then. Um, (laughs) So if you listen to the last episode, Katie and I completely nerded out because we both love the strength finder assessment so much and have seen it change so many people's lives. Um, and we are invited to speak in various places to share the strengths and how it can change your life and change your career and change your marriage and your relationships. Um, that it was just time to do this as an interview and kind of nerd out with you guys and let you kind of listen in to our, our conversation. And I, you know, before I, I kind of hand it over to you, Katie, um, the reason why this turned into a part two is because one of Katie's top five, again, your strengths when you do the Strengths Finder assessment. It measures your natural talent and it ranks in these 34 themes and your results are one to 34, 34 being your weakest talent, number one being your strongest talent. Well, number, I'm not sure what number is activator for you, Katie. Number two, of course, (laughs) number two for Katie is activator and activator is an influencer. She is naturally without even any effort, does it without even thinking, gets people excited about starting something. And um, so at the end of our last conversation, she said, oh my gosh, we should do this another episode on parenting. And as soon as she said that, it was like sold. We need to have <laughs> another another episode on parenting because there's so much that we could be talking about mm-hmm. and how strengths fits into your life. So Katie, welcome to the podcast again. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Corey. Like I said, we both had too much fun, I think. <laughs> I don't know if there's a such thing, but I'm so excited to be back and just talking about a different application of the assessment. I think we kind of hit on a lot of different ones, like you mentioned, um, but this is an area um, where I don't feel like it's utilized a lot. And even if you don't have kids, I'd recommend that you just kind of substitute child or for another important relationship in your 
um, life. It may not be 100% applicable, but I think you could still get 80%. So I'd encourage you not to tune out just because you might not have a child right now or they're all left the nest or anything like that. So whatever phase you're in, please do listen because it can be applied in relationships as well. We're just going to be specifically using the roles of parent and child, but feel free to kind of intermix those and take the tips and tricks we talk about and apply them to the other relationships for you. Yes. And I also think that maybe if you don't have children, you can also apply this to anything that you and your spouse have to do as a team together, like mm -hmm. that shoulder to shoulder teamwork, um, how you, because um, really what we're going to be talking about is how you guys form as a team. And we, and we probably need to throw in there in our conversation today how you can do strengths with your children. And we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um, but a lot of married life is shoulder to shoulder where you have to be team. And, and I call, you know, we have face to face where we're spending that more intimate time together. Not always sex, right? It can be conversation. Um, but that face to face intimacy, vulnerability, but a lot of our life is shoulder to shoulder where we're having to be teammates and partners and strategize together and be on the same page for things together. And of course, back to back is really when we're having a lot of conflict. So we want to stay out of that as much as possible. Um, but this is a perfect opportunity to get you guys on the same page using the strength finder so that you can see that your spouse is bringing their best selves, the best versions of themselves to you and that you guys can really partner and collaborate together to form an awesome team. Oh, exactly. And to kind of piggyback on that, you know, obviously the way we interact with each other is going to be different, but the way we parent is really different. And so for me, just understanding, you know, along the same lines, the love languages and whatnot, the way my husband parents is completely different than the way I could parent, which is a fantastic thing for my children. Um, but it's something that can cause frustration if we're not connected, like you mentioned, if we're not making that intentional effort to understand where the other person is coming from. So I love what the points you said, just would encourage people to really think about that. When you see something different or that you think is a frustration, try to re-examine it under the strengths finder lens um, to see how maybe that's an advantage or something that you yourself can't contribute. Awesome. So Katie, would you mind doing a quick recap on the strength finders and what it is? And then we'll kind of dive into what that means for parenting. Yes, perfect. <clears throat> strength finders is an assessment and it's online right now. It's a series of 144 questions. And um, they were developed over my personal interviews that the Gallup organization conducted over 30 years. When they did these interviews, they found that all talent lied within one of 34 different domains. And so, you know, when you're answering the questions, each one um, gives a score, and that score goes into a proprietary formula, which then ranks each um, talent from one to 34. Um, and then it spits out your top five, which is where the organization suggests you work for the first one to two years. Um, because those are your greatest opportunities for excellence and you'll see the best return on your investment. So really it's focusing on the thing that you're good at so you can, you know, uh, live more effectively, have higher productivity, more profitability, and just really enjoy life more. And I know that sounds funny, but there's statistical research um, behind that where you're six times as likely to kind of report having that better quality of life just by focusing on your strengths. And so um, that's kind of the background. Um, one more thing I'll say about it is that um, it's based off of a simple equation. And they say talent, which is something natural, right? Your natural thoughts, feelings, patterns of behavior, um, times investment, which is could be time, resources, money, um, equals strength. 
and strength in this instance when we talk about it um, is the deadlift, which I love those two. Um, but the strength we're talking about here is the ability to consistently provide near perfect performance. So we're looking for those areas where you're consistently performing above average if almost perfect. So I love that equation because when I hear that I can perform something at a near perfect level, I have a couple thoughts. Like one thought is, um, I'm so glad it doesn't say perfect, right? Because then that's a standard that I can't achieve, especially in parenting, right? But it says near perfect and that can sound a little scary to some people as if I'm going to have to be perfect at something, but really... Um, this really means that when you are this good at something naturally and you work on it even more, I mean, you're really good at it already. You just may not be good at knowing how to use it. And so once you learn how to use it and when to use it and why you should use it and, um, and that you're the best person to be used at that moment, that you are going to naturally perform it at a near perfect level every single time, especially compared to somebody who doesn't have that same talent. And so that's what's freeing to me when I hear that equation. When I hear near perfect, that's what I'm striving for, that that's actually possible when we are working on our strengths. And that's what's really exciting. Oh, definitely. <laughs> okay, so we are going to focus today on parenting and how we can leverage our strengths in parenting. Um, we touched a little bit in the last episode on how this relates to your marriage and your relationships and just how we tend to not understand people that are not like us. Mm -hmm. And especially in marriage, that can um, wreak a little havoc if we, you know, it's normal in marriage to be really infatuated with your spouse when you first get married and then life happens and then you get used to living with each other and then you have these pet peeves of why are you learning the dishwasher that way or why do you only do laundry this many times a week you know and those things can really get frustrating um, and we start to eventually get to a place where we view our spouse as if they're trying to do something to hurt us or they're trying to do something um, to make it difficult on us when really they're just doing it the way that they do it best or what's makes sense in their mind. And that's where Strength Finder and the assessment can really clear up a lot of that confusion and help you see that your spouse is bringing their strengths to you. They just happen to be different strengths from you. And so when it comes to parenting, I see all the time and even see in my own life that parenting is a huge place for couples to really disconnect because you might have different parenting styles. You have um, children with different personalities and we're gonna talk about how those probably are strengths as well. And so you combine all that together and you get this big ball of family mess, right? <laughs> a beautiful ball of family mess. A beautiful ball of family mess. <laughs> so Katie, I'd love to hear from you um, just about what you've seen parents doing the strength finder assessment maybe, or what you've seen even in your own life on how knowing your strengths can make a huge difference in parenting. Yeah, no, definitely. So my journey with strengths-based parenting uh, happened during what I call an intense season of motherhood. Yes. Uh, when my husband was, you know, constantly gone in a very high-stress job, and it really, it felt like it was falling on me more and more often, right? Like, it wasn't just kind of that surge. It was um, finding out what that was like and, and how I was doing it, how I was drawing energy. Um, and so it was during this time, you know, I was doing a lot of strengths finder work and I was so happy, so fulfilled. And I felt like I was at that near perfect performance, but for some reason, I always felt like my kids were getting the short end of the stick and that 
saddened me incredibly because they are the highest priority, but I felt like my time and my priorities were, were off. I didn't know why, because that wasn't intentional. Um, but when I got thinking about it, it made complete sense because as an achiever, I would make my list of things to do every day, which were you know, all my professional goals, goals around the house, like emptying the dishwasher, laundry, that sort of thing. But what I wasn't doing was putting time with my kids, intentional time with my kids on the list. And so it felt really funny, but as soon as I understood that I could apply the things that helped me be really um, effective and professionally, I applied those to parenthood and I saw this complete change um, in the way that I interacted with my kids, the way they responded, and just the way my priorities and, and time kind of balanced out more. Uh, so just a, a quick example, if there's any other achievers out there, um, I know it's one of the more popular um, strengths. You know, it felt really weird at first, but I put on there like family game night or, you know, hug the little one because he, he's big on physical touch or whatever that is. But when I added that to the list and could check it off, it was a double win because I was activating that achiever strength. I love crossing things off the list. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I also got to activate that, that mom gene that I really wanted to, but would put off because I wanted to get the rest of the list done. Um, so that would be, you know, the biggest thing. So as soon as I saw that one change and I really saw how I needed to continue to leverage my strengths intentionally as a parent, not just as a professional. Well, I love that you said that you put that on the list and that that helped you actually be more intentional because it, that mm -hmm. sounds as if it would be really, um, I guess, not like super, it's, maybe it sounds to people that that's not a super warm thing to have to put your kids on a list. Exactly. But, oh, I felt terrible. No, but I think we all need to do that. But what, what I love about it is that you took what you were naturally good at, which is achieving, and this mm -hmm. assessment showed you that. It showed you that you have the natural talent, not just for achieving things, but the motivation to want to achieve them. Mm -hmm. so that's where that talent is. And that by you putting it on the list, you're just leveraging that thing that you do really well, but just directing it towards that goal, which is I want to better my relationship with my kids and mm -hmm. I love to achieve things. So I'm going to put on the list that spending that time with them is a priority to me. And the things that are on my list tend to be my priorities. And so putting it on that list gives me that thing to achieve and it's a win-win for everybody. No, that's exactly right. And I have to admit, it felt super weird at first. You know, like I felt like a robot kind of. Um, but then, you know, I think you get to a point where it's just more natural and it didn't have to put it so much on the list. But I try to just do that check-in with, is my time lining up with my strengths? That's lining up with my priorities. Because when those three things, you know, line up, the water flows smoothly and everything runs well. But when one of those things is off, you run into those blockages that where you're just kind of feeling a little off. So that's what I'd kind of recommend people is if something's feeling off either in your family see where that blockage could be either internally with you or you know between you and your spouse um, to make sure that all those connections are flowing um, you know I have heard recently um, Esther Perel is actually a speaker and author and then she speaks mostly about intimacy um, and she's a fantastic person to listen to. Um, but she gave a TED talk. And one of the things that she said is one of the reasons why she's, she's speaking with the context of marriage in mm -hmm. her talk. But she says at one point that, um, that marriages and working on our intimacy, that a lot of times 
it's not where we want it to be and it's not to the level that we want it to be because we're offering the best of ourselves and our work and in our other places outside of the home first. And that if we can remember that the best of ourselves, the best of that energy that we need to save and reserve some of that energy for our family at home can completely change that dynamic altogether, mm -hmm. that we tend to give our best to the world. And so as you were saying your story, Katie, about um, how it's, it was so easy for you to achieve those things um, during the day, whether it was work or chores or whatever around the house, mm -hmm. we talked in the last session about my wave of awesomeness of <laughs> relationship building, talent, <laughs> which I used that this past weekend, by the way, I, had, I gave you complete credit for it. But five, you know, four out of my five are relationship builder types of talents. Um, I love to develop people. I love to see each person as unique. I see people as all connected. Um, but and you gave me the title of wave of awesomeness that I had so many of in that column, and that I yes. can be relationally overwhelming at times. But on the same line of thinking, what I found myself doing over the past few years was that I was giving a lot of that relational energy away to the world before my kids would come home from school or my husband comes home from work. And by the, as an introvert, by the time everybody would get home, I was done. I was done relating with everybody. If I was doing counseling sessions or whatever, I, I'm known to give 120% of myself to whatever tasks that I'm doing at the time, especially if it's working with those relationships. And so being able to take these strengths and instead apply them to your family it takes that intentional effort, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Oh, completely. And I love the way that you said that. That's a great quote or paraphrase from, from Esther. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I mean, if I remember, I'll put that in the, um, in the, I guess, show notes, if you call them um, as well. So you can have a link to that because it's really outstanding. Mm -hmm. So talking about strengths-based parenting is a yes. lot about talking about as a couple, how do we parent as a couple when we have two different strength styles? And so I'm wondering, um, for those of you who've not taken the assessment before, again, Katie and I would definitely recommend that you take the assessment, that you do get a book with it, you can read through the book with it, you can dive into it a little bit on your own. It really is helpful for you to have a coach to help you kind of be aware of your top five, to look for them in your life, to start doing that equation like Katie shared so that you can really understand and you start using them great. So if you've not taken the assessment, um, we highly encourage it. And then um, have your spouse take it as well, because I think that most people, I think Katie, you'll say the same thing. Most people find that their spouse is very different from them. Mm -hmm. Very different. And so were you and your husband really different? We are. So he has a lot of strategic thinking themes. So he likes to think just to think. Um, and I like to act and act and not really think at all. So, <laughs> and act. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So again, it's a great combination that the Lord brought us together where we can accomplish great things as a team. Uh, but if we are out of sync or we're stepping on each other's roles, you know, if I'm trying to cut him out and not think at all, then bad things happen because I've been just <laughs> acting on a whim. And if he doesn't let me, you know, put that little fire underneath him and do some action, then he gets stuck in the thinking cycle. And um, how does that impact your parenting? Oh, completely. And so I will start a task or a chore or even like a vacation, I would say, you know, I am just like, 
he always says, ready, fire, aim, you know, like is my motto. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, we can find ourselves out on a hike, like having a great time, but we don't have water or, you know, I didn't check the weather, you know, just little things like that. And I know those may seem like flippant examples, but they add up. And so it's just one of those things where I can find myself on a path I haven't really thought all the way through and that could be on a whole parenting style as well you know like if you're planning on sleep training your child or if they're going to public school or private school the millions of decisions that we have to make as a parent if you're only approaching it with your one lens and you haven't you know taken in other perspectives that is not helpful and so you know one thing that I've really learned and I've unfortunately learned the hard way a lot of times is that if I cut him out because I'm trying to hurry up and get things done or hurry up and make a decision it's not the best decision for our kids, you know? And so I really have got to slow down, think about it, and maybe even outsource the thinking. I know that sounds funny, but give it to him and say, you know, I really need to rely on your strengths because no matter how much I try, I'm not going to think through all the possibilities that you can. And it, you know, has this huge weight off my chest because I'm not worried about um, the validity of our decision. I can focus on how we're going to institute that decision once he makes it. Um, and I found whenever we try to reverse that process or cut them out, it's just the best results do not happen. Which, by the way, my I think my phrase would be ready, relate, aim. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we get ready and then we just sit and have coffee and then nothing happens. <laughs> time, exactly. no. But then I struggle also with that same, I, I actually want everybody to, to understand and hear that because Katie and I have two different kinds of strengths and, and yet we both struggle with strategy because she is so strong in executing and influencing and I'm so strong in relating and both of our husbands are actually very strong in strategic thinking. And so them being able to say, hey, let's think ahead and then plan backwards and then we'll go or then we'll relate, right? Because there's so many times that I'm busy relating with the boys that he's like, so what's for dinner? And I'm like, ah. You know, like I wasn't even thinking about dinner. That's two hours from now or 30 minutes from now. And I wasn't even tracking that, you know, so chicken nuggets again, you know, so, <laughs> so I end up, I don't execute as quickly as Katie does, but we do still struggle with that strategy and that's where husbands come in. And I will say for me and for Matt, when we have, um, especially before the strengths, um, and I hear this from other couples a lot too, that when it comes to parenting, I was very much um, thinking about the emotions of the kids. I was very much thinking about how their day was and however their day was to them was maybe how I should parent them that night. So it was really based off of um, their emotions or their experience or who they were or our relationship was, you know, change how I would parent. Whereas for him, he would come in at it from a strategic angle of this, these are the things that we need to teach them regardless of how their day was, right? Mm -hmm. So we found ourselves really clashing on, um, especially in the moment kind of parenting. And I think that's always the hardest when you have to parent like right then and there and your emotions are triggered too. Um, those can be really difficult times to parent together and be on the same page. So um, I think that I find a lot that couples, um, we always tend to marry our opposite. That's you. We see that in Myers-Briggs. We see that in lots of other assessments. Introverts tend to marry extroverts. Um, I do know some introvert, you know, both are introverted or both are extroverted. But for the most part, I would say a majority of people may tend to marry their opposites. And I find that as well in the strength finder that they tend to have contrasting themes. Every now and then you might have the same 
um, theme that you share. So Matt and I actually share two. And for us, I think we find that it means that we just kind of speak a common language, kind of like the five love languages. We kind of speak a common language of relating or parenting or whatever. Um, but that I, initially when you take that assessment and you see each other where, that you're contrasting and you're very different from each other, that means a lot of people kind of have this reaction of, does that mean that we're not good teammates? And I think Katie, you and I would agree that actually makes you even better teammates for parenting. So would you like to unpack a little bit about how complementary partnerships and parenting using your strengths can make such a huge difference? Oh yeah. And so I think it comes down to kind of two aspects of that. And the first is communication. Um, you know, so if you're not open with yourself on your strengths and you don't know your, your spouse's strength, you're not communicating about them and how you'd like to use them. Um, it can be really frustrating. You know, it can't be a closed box sort of, sort of deal. And so I think the first thing that you need to really work on is communication about how you would like to use your strengths, how you could use your strengths. And then the second, that leads into the second part of really delegation, um, understanding lanes. And I know that's sort of a professional or an army term, but we had to set that up because if we're both trying to accomplish the same thing, um, we're going to go about it two different ways. And so we're going to rub into each other, you know, and, and that's, that's where friction happens, you know, but friction doesn't happen when we're both in our lanes and we understand what we're better at. Um, it's more fun for us because I'm not having to do the piece of parenting that doesn't come naturally to me. Um, and it's easier for him because again, the same, the same thing, but we understand what that is so that when the situation happens, we know which one of us is better equipped to maybe handle that. Um, and of course it's not a dream world where, you know, every single thing that happens where we need more of a long-term decision that he's there to make it. I don't mean to over, you know, oversimplify that, but when we have the choice, that's how we like to act. And, you know, neither of us are unable to make decisions or see strategic things. It's just, that's not our default. And so um, the delegation I think is really key just in sitting down and saying, these are the things that I would really enjoy to do as parenting. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't know about you, but like I'm in a season now where my boys are old enough that we get to do all these amazing adventures. I'm loving to discover who they are as people and having these conversations. And I feel like right now I'm able to plan more things and develop those relationships because I'm looking at it from a strengths-based approach. You know, I'm kind of forward thinking the different things that I could contribute as a parent. And then my husband does the same thing. Um, and our lives are very different. We, we choose to do different things based on our strengths and our love languages and all that. But we're, we're clear in our communication and we choose to do different things. So because I come up with a plan that sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't mean he has to, you know, always be involved or he has to um, be a part of that. We can have a delegation. There's more to come from this conversation on the Life Giver podcast. Join me next week for another episode that will surely breathe life into your service family. Thanks for listening to the Life Giver podcast. If you're enjoying these conversations as being free of advertising or sponsorship, please help me by spreading the word to other military and first responder families that might benefit from the show. If you'd like to find out more about me or LifeGiver, you can find more information at www.coryweathers.com or life-giver.org.